It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and Cannabis Lifestyle Guide. I'm recently back from a trip to Calgary where I spent 420 and Earth Day exploring the Alberta cannabis culture in the Canadian Rockies. My first stop was for a visit with my friend Neil Collins. Neil and I first became acquainted in early 2017 when he was the managing editor for Pineapple, a cannabis lifestyle magazine. Neil is a longtime cannabis consumer So I met up with him for a one-on-one session on consuming cannabis in Alberta. When traveling, it's always important to understand the local and regional cannabis laws. And of course, getting tips and tricks from a local pot nerd is always helpful. So if you've been curious to vacation in Canada or to understand what cannabis legalization looks like there, settle in, my friend. It's time to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just take one. So I'm curious. I can't wait to uh, to dive into all of this stuff. But um, thank you for bringing the show and tell samples of all of these terrible packaging examples. Well, and re- the packaging reality. Yeah. And then you said this is the black market stuff. Well, yeah. Or gray market, gray I should market. say. That would be gray market, yeah. Gray market that you get at the unlicensed dispensary. Well, I have to order that from out of province. Got it. Okay. And that's not for sale. There's nothing like that for sale at our dispensaries. There's, you basically, you have flour. There are some oils that are, as I understand, I've ne- actually, personally, I've never actually gone into a dispensary because why would I? I've always been able to find good quality ganja from, you know, my 
sources and uh, it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. That's the other I'm thing. I'm just keeping that running, Katie, but yeah. All right. I wanted to get a little bit of that to start, but Neil Collins, I am so excited to meet you in person. Wow. So am I. Happy to meet you too. Yeah. So we've known each other, what now? A couple of years? A couple of years, yeah. You were writing for Pineapple Magazine when I was the editor and uh, doing a heck of a job, getting lots of compliments of your work. And uh, you helped me me keep that magazine uh, current and topical. So it's great to see you. Absolutely. So how did you even find me? I don't even know if I know. I can't remember. You know, I think actually I do. I think I do remember. I think you contacted the one of my colleagues, um, uh, and I'm not sure if it was because you were writing or you were uh, you, you contacted one of my colleagues and you said you th- you saw this new magazine and you wanted to uh, determine if there was a, a fit for you. And uh, as soon as I found out about that i called you and we went from there okay seems to me that's how it went all right well I, and i don't think i ever really knew you just said hey i like what you're doing you want to do that here absolutely so, well i have never traveled to canada in a real meaningful way and like really dove into the culture the one time I've been to Canada was a work trip to Montreal, and I basically spent two weeks in an office building. So now that cannabis is legal here, I've got some Canadian listeners to the show, and I know nothing about the Canadian cannabis culture. So you were my very first call and stop on this tour. So I'm hoping that today you can give me a kind of a rundown of what's going on, what, how things are working, like somebody who's just traveling here, what are those basic things we need to know? And, sure, sure. I and, understand. Yeah. Well, a couple of things. Um, you're in, you know, for, we're in Calgary, Alberta. So Calgary is not what you would call, you know, a, a major picture of cannabis culture per se. We're all pretty much, you know, Go about our business. West Coast is cannabis culture, as it is in in America as well. Uh, it's been uh, virtually, you know, legal there for five years or more. Nobody does anything about about it. Um, a lot of people are. Uh, that's where a lot of the growers were. That's where there were sort of underground dispensaries and 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 uh, comfort not comfort clubs, compassion clubs, and. Um, you know, as I say, my friends out there have been virtually smoking, you know, with no concerns about being busted or... So like the Amsterdam of Yeah, it's kind of, kind of. I wouldn't go quite that far, but it's, it's if you compare it to the rest of the country, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But now in Alberta, since it's been legal, and what's that, about a year now, I think it's been legal, uh, we actually buy more per capita than anywhere else in Canada in the legal dispensaries. I don't think we'd compare to the West Coast. I think it's very, it's a pot-heavy culture in a lot of ways in the mm-hmm. interior as well. And and maybe to the, and you know, maybe to the extent that it's sort of a joke almost that there's, they're, they're, 
they're so high out there on the West Coast. You know that so whole that, thing. So that that typical stoner culture. Yeah. Like they're. It's West Coast. Okay. Here it's like people are pretty. We're pretty quiet about it. I never told anybody that I smoked pot ever, except some of my close friends. I would anybody would make a joke at work or anything. I never ever let on that I've been smoking pot since I was eighteen years old. Right. So you just didn't do that. Right? Yeah. And now, of course, I can sit here, you know, in the, in the office boardroom and on occasion have a toke, right? As long as it's not some stinking, flaming, you know, joint of old that's smelling the office up. Uh-huh. But now we have so many different delivery systems that, you know, it's, um, it's certainly accepted and it's legal here and it, you don't have to be sort of hiding your 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 uh, use at all. I still you don't, don't need, talk much Well, about see, that's what anyway. I've heard when we've talked to different people since being here yeah. is they say you don't, you know, you don't have to hide it, but nobody's necessarily coming out and being about it. Yeah. And everyone's favorite method of consumption are the vape pens, and this is illegal here. Yeah, still are. They're so how how are people it. procuring that? Are people here going into illegal dispensaries? Or are they no, buying it online? No, there's no such thing really as an illegal dispensary. It's either a legal dispensary. Yes, way? you can. Okay. Just hit that button there on the oh, top. Oh, I have to push a button? Push that uh, one, right? Oh, I see it now. That one. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm an amateur yeah, or something. Well, this is I like- am in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it's, you know, I haven't really done a lot of the uh, sourcing out, I, and, I'm, and I'd rather not, you know, say where. It just say it comes from Eastern Canada. And Shit, that was smooth. Yeah. That's, I didn't even think I was getting anything. Right, well, that's, a, that's at the low voltage. You can go a couple. Of, I like that voltage. It's, it keeps it smooth, like you say. Yeah. If you put it into red, it gives like kind of like blast off, and I don't need that. Yeah, we want to be casually That's baked. right, that's right. Okay. There might be lip gloss on that. Let me clean it's that. Okay, up. won't hurt me. Lip gloss will look good on you. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's uh, it's an interesting thing. Um, a lot of people uh, uh, thought it was going to be, you know, a lot of the people that thought, oh, it's going to be a disaster for the country. Of course, it isn't. Yeah. I don't even think that the the usage has gone up that much. Really, it. A lot of people that maybe took advantage of, uh, of, of of friends of friends to get a little side deal or something because they didn't want to go to the streets, which who would? Um, they're happy for this because they can go into a dispensary and it's safe. Mm-hmm. They know they're, they're not getting bad material. They know they're getting uh, quality marijuana, flour for the most part. And uh, I have a friend, a young friend of mine that works in a dispensary and he says that basically... Nobody cares about much other than just give me the strong stuff, right? (laughs) They don't care about terpenes. They don't care about, you know, the health benefits per se. It's just give me the best THC hit you got on the shelf. And it's gone like right away because we have a shortage of supply. And that's Mm -hmm. the biggest problem in our country right now. And in some provinces, it's it's beyond a problem it's hard there's hardly any dispensaries at all whereas alberta still is okay uh we more freewheeling style like we are on most things but um it's not about the medical for the most part um there's a little bit of that but mostly it's the main buyers are give me my biggest bang for the buck well and i think that's really because of there's a lack of education 
Because if people, because from what I saw in a dispensary today, they're not allowed to talk about anything medical with the patients or with the customers. Right. And so instead of being able to say, yes, this would be great for that joint pain that you have or those sleepless nights that you have, they have to show on a chart, like, how do you want to feel? Point to how you want to feel and then we'll help you. And instead of, you know, I tell people all the time, there is no such thing as medical or recreational. Like if you're using it recreationally, you're still getting medical benefits. So no, it's true. It's true. But, you know, they still want to make that distinction, obviously, because. But I don't understand why. Well, I guess it's kind of the compromise between the people that say, well, we can't just have people having a lot of fun with this. It's got to be medical, right? It's or otherwise, what's the point? We're just we're just tempting our youth to go off the deep end or something, right? There's still that. And obviously, we all know, you know, I know that it's excessive marijuana use by youth is can be very problematic for them, right? Sure. And their learning capabilities and, and just their general, you know, not really connecting with things that are important to connect with. Um, but for adults, uh, you know, it's it's like wine, it's like, you know, alcohol, anything within reason is okay. Excessive use of any intoxicant obviously is detrimental to the physical and healthy well-being of anybody. But uh, that shouldn't make it. Uh, that shouldn't make it something that you should be ashamed of either. Right? right. Or this packaging that you brought in to show me, like this. This is insane for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Number one, the entire thing is just a warning. <laughs> yeah. Aside from you know having the the brand and the you know the THC levels and whatnot in it, it's all about the warnings. But then this illegal stuff is what it looks like in California, where we've got like a proper brand name and the call outs and letting you know how something's going to make you feel and, you know, promoting your website on it. You know, that's completely illegal in Canada to do that, to have any branding materials whatsoever on your product. And that's the thing. Nobody can brand their product. So it's like, just give me the flower with the highest THC. There's no... There's no canopy or, or you know, the different names Hexo or all. They they cannot brand it. it. You can't even have signage in the, in the dispensary. Yeah. So it's still very draconian. But who you know, sort of like the only people that really care about that are the marketers. The users don't really care, other than the fact that I think they're being ill served insofar as that there aren't explanations of the terpene flavors and, you know, the more esoteric and the more enjoyable aspects of the, of the flower or the distillate or whatever. And so none of that can be described. Mm -hmm. The bud tenders can probably talk about that to a certain extent, but it gets back to what I was saying. Most of the people that are coming through that door, they don't care about all that, right? They just... Mm -hmm. It's like the early day. It's like the early days of it being legal. So it's just like, give me the best, strongest buzz I can get. The subtleties, it's are you know lost on the masses, so to speak. Yeah, I'll, I will say though, at the four twenty premium market, is that the name of that dispensary mm -hmm. chain? They've done a really good job of 
incorporating some of that education at the point of sale, like showing what these different terpenes, what they are, how they make you feel, and then providing um, dosage trackers, you know, these little way to monitor how strains make you feel and all of that kind of stuff. So I think some of these dispensaries are doing a good job of trying to help people um, really wrap their mind around the whole full picture of what cannabis can do for you and how it all works. But from what I understand, they're one of the few that are really doing that. Well, and I think as time goes on, more of them will, uh, obviously. Uh, but as I say, uh, you know, as a, it's such a shortage of the product mm-hmm. that it's like people are lined up for that. If it's delivery on Thursday at the dispensary, they know it's coming in on Thursday. They're lined up and within, you know, three to four or five hours tops it's all the good stuff's gone and shelves are just the stuff that nobody wants yeah. is still there yeah there was a lot of low thc high thc stuff yeah. or the um just that nine to twelve percent thc ratio you know there was quite a bit of that and to me that's what i want yes like that is my casually baked functionally high work during the day weed and to me I, i'm like people if you understood that like that's the sweet spot unless you are somebody that wants to just have a couple of glasses of wine smoke a giant bowl of you know 25 percent thc and call it a day well i think a lot of people and again i can't speak for all people obviously but well, th- I, I, yeah, thank you, you know, for acknowledging yeah. that <laughs> but i think a lot of people uh, you know a lot of people are they go they go home at they're not getting high during the day as a rule like regular people aren't getting high during the day for the most part i don't think but at the end of the day kick back you know and and blast off right um a lot you know there are obviously people that are that their lifestyle revolves around smoking from morning till night well that's something else that you know that's another story right and those people will have varying degrees of motivation to do this or not do it. Um, but I think your average regular folks, uh, such as myself, um, you know, it's very rarely that I'll, uh, I'll get high during the day when I'm working. Um, I may, uh, uh, you know, certainly on weekends and some evenings I do, but, you know, uh, I've been through the, the thing where I was wanting to get high as often as possible. And, so now I'm a well, I mean, stage. Yeah, I, I, to each his own. Yeah. But the point is, like, there is a place for all of these varying degrees. And I just think people aren't really aware yet. So they, they just think the most bang for my buck, that's what yeah. I should get. If I'm going to spend this much on, you know, a gram of pot, right. then let's, let's just get the highest one. Yeah, and that's another thing. Um, the government-regulated uh, marijuana... Ganja is uh, about 10 bucks a gram and on good quality, still from the black market, if you want to call it that, it's about seven bucks a gram, seven to eight if tops. So, you know, people that have been in the, in the game for a long time, smoking for a long time, I'm not sure how many of them actually transferring over to the government regulation stores i think some are because Mm -hmm. it it makes them feel like they're not you know doing illegal things and let's face it the you know if you have a if you've had a good 
you know, a good connection for your weed, you're going to probably stick with that connection, even if you can walk down the street. Number one, you've got a relationship. You know what you've, you're getting. You're paying a little bit less. You're not fumbling with this packaging, which is, I think, environmentally, de- you know, terrible. Uh, right. And, and, you know, I mean, you got all this childproof stuff, which is good. You don't want the kids getting at it. I understand that. But any responsible marijuana smoker has been, you know, very aware of all this for decades. So, yeah, this, I mean, it is a lot of waste. And I, I had mentioned this on my last show. Um, is please someone come up with a way to either make this stuff childproof in less bulky ways or help us figure out a recycling program so that we can reuse this shit. Absolutely. And because uh, it's so much, I mean, like, how much was in here? What came in this? I think One could, gram. Yeah. One fucking gram. Yeah. Like, that's insane. It is. And how the hell do you even get in it? There you go. <laughs> Okay. So, you know, and it takes time for all, like, the... Yeah, this the, is so big. The uh, actual... Uh, That's what she Logistics. <laughs> <laughs> the actual logistics of packaging <laughs> and sourcing. It's, like, that's what's slowing down the... Basically slowing down the, the entire process. And a lot of these big companies... By the way, a lot of our Canadian companies are capitalized at over billions of dollars and they're making like five million dollars it's just stupid it doesn't make any sense and i don't know how long that can be sustained um i think that eventually and and i'll leave you some of this articles from our i love that you you did that that's so old school my mom does this too yeah she will bring me newspaper clippings (laughs) of things to do homework on well i'm not asking you to do any homework but you'll find out that uh you know that that's probably we had a great opportunity to be a, a a major international player and due to stupidity of i mean we always say things like this and i know i don't want to get political but it's kind of like you know the our current liberal government or the only government in the world that could screw up and lose money on oil and pot <laughs> right that's it so they're losing you know it's just it's so regulated it's so you know but so sort of old old traditions to a new industry and we may end up losing out i think america will probably end up becoming like the powerhouse that it usually does in most industries and um, but from where i sit right now it looks and the way we talk about it back home is that while our federal government is dragging their feet Canada is getting the foothold as the major international player in the cannabis space. So you're saying they're doing it, but in a very half-assed way where they're going to lose it? I think so. I think so. Because <laughs> we just don't seem, you know, it's the Canadian way. We just, we don't seem to want to just really grasp it hard, right? Yeah. It's kind of like, you know. You want to hold on loosely, yeah, but don't relax, let go. you know. You sort of, <laughs> I know it's kind of funny, but it's kind of true. Well, I appreciate your insight. So tell me, what what is in that pile of papers over there for me? Well, basically, there's a couple of different articles in here about, they talk about how, um, you know, growers still can't get to the market what it wants, strong weed at a good price, and why marijuana producers are struggling to beat the black market. And they talk about the marketing restrictions. We've sort of talked about that, where it's almost devoid of any brand identity. So no company can actually start building a uh, you know a, a strong brand so they can start becoming more profitable mm-hmm. so it basically it's it's like 
we want you to sell weed, but we don't want you to be successful selling weed, right? Because it's still not, it's not cool to be selling weed. But, you know, that's a, this marketing thing kind of, I think, it kind of lends itself to why we in California will say, what is the Canadian cannabis culture? Because it is, they're not being allowed to create this brand identity, brand culture. So, yeah, I can, all right, that makes sense. And, you know, I mean, here's an example, Kronos Group, which this is the, you know, landed a $2.4 billion investment with tobacco giant Altria Group in December, had a market value of about $8 billion. That's $8 billion with a reported net revenue of $5.6 million in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's just, in, in, that's just like saying, um, you know, I want, I, I'm buying a jet so I can drive it to the 7-Eleven on the corner, <laughs> right? That's the kind of money investment. It's just, it doesn't make sense. I don't know how it's, where it's going to end up where you've got these capitalization rates that are off the charts. Yeah. I mean, that's probably more capitalization rate than some major American corporations. And it's a house of cards. Yeah. So it's, I just don't know where the profitability is going to be. And if they expect the companies to be profitable, then they better loosen up the reins on their ability to market and to differentiate themselves and to get their product to market in a timely fashion in a, in a, in a delivery in, a, in products that the consumer wants. Mm-hmm. We can't have, you know, gummies are allowed. No gummy bears. Well, no, don't say gummy bears. No, gum, no gummies, no cookies. No chocolate bars. But that's all coming in October, right? It's supposed to be coming. Now, BC has been doing it forever, right? You go out there, you can get anything. I was at a hemp hemp show here last uh, fall, I guess it was, and I was buying edibles right off the floor, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The year before, the the police were in there with police dogs to make sure nobody was doing that, right? But then it became legal, still illegal to sell, you know, edibles. But the BC people were here just having a great time with Albertans because we were hungry for their edibles. I'm sure. So (laughs) riddle me this. If when I'm in California, I can get on a plane in San Francisco, fly to L.A., and carry whatever cannabis I want with me. Right. When you're here in Canada, like when you went to that conference, were you able to bring... Not across the border, not a bloody chance. Across Canada, yeah, I can have up to an ounce. Unbelievable, I can have up to an ounce. I remember one time... Well, no, I didn't mean our border. I mean your border. Oh, yeah, we can fly. So you're going from one province to the other. You can fly with cannabis. Yes, yes, you can. Can I, if, if I'm not a citizen and I'm traveling... That's around a, here, can I? That's a good question. I don't know how to answer that one. It's okay. I think you should call the local police station. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the last person I would call. <laughs> I could research it for you, but well, I just don't know because, you know, I never thought about it in that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. If you go, if, uh, you know, we've always said when you go across the border to America, uh, the USA, we, we <laughs> say... If they ask you, because they ask you occasionally, well, have you ever done any drugs? Of course not, sir. <laughs> and then if, they, if you ever, well, come on, you've smoked some marijuana. No, never, right? You can never, you, if you admit that, they can ban you for life from just by saying, yeah, I had a joint once. Or if they, they'll sometimes look at your phone, are you in the marijuana business? And if they see you're in the marijuana business, uh, they can actually say, 
yeah, we don't like that, and we don't think you're good for America. So it's it's tricky. And when I was wow. flying back and forth, when I was doing the pineapple, the, the marijuana lifestyle magazine, cannabis lifestyle magazine, um, you know, I I'd go down to the you know to champs and when i was going they'd ask me where you going i was just going to uh, a trade show oh what kind of trade show oh just a retail you know retail market trade show you never in a million years would say to the border control that mm-hmm. you have anything to do or even think about marijuana marijuana what's that you know it's come so on silly yeah. it is insane how silly yeah. that is but that's what it has been and uh I tell you, the days of sneaking marijuana over the border into Montana to go skiing in my car is long behind us, right? But, you know, it's Now we just have to get Montana legalized so that you can just go in and buy it there. But it's, um, I think another thing, just as an aside, that I think the hemp industry is really even bigger than the cannabis industry because it has so many practical and technological uh, capabilities. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited about that. Um, And Canada has been traditionally one of the uh, uh, one of the larger producers and we send a lot of hemp to America so it's, uh, unfortunately you guys will eventually start legalizing it in a large degree well um, and the farm bill passed yeah. and so now they are realizing hey we don't really have any regulations around hemp based products hemp based CBD and so all that's kind of happening now but people are able to start farming it at this point and that's great but it's going to also it's going to hurt us because I think it was right. worth 80 million dollars or something to Alberta and Saskatchewan farmers because you'd be importing the seeds for oil and for mm-hmm. products so eventually that'll go away so that's too bad but um, hemp is a phenomenal phenomenal plant it's almost like a well, it's it's the same thing. It's the sativa, you know, it's the core plant is the sativa plant, mm-hmm. and uh, to me, to me, it's uh, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm fidgeting. So I'm making noise. So I'll stop. But anyways, it's great. It's a great plant all around, and uh, I can't say enough about it. And I well, enjoy tell it me, so much. Tell me about the hemp CBD seen here are there hemp cbd products that are in traditional stores no see and that's another thing the cbd thing is still i think there's we're still bringing it in from the u.s i could be wrong i'm not 100 percent sure but i know it's not easy to get cbd unless you join these almost multi-level marketing things oh, which gross me yeah. out but that's the only way you basically can get cbd as far as I know, or you kind of get it in the gray market, mm-hmm. but we're, we should be like all over that and with, you know, with liniments and salves and, you know, drinks or whatever you need, you know, uh, I just don't understand. We're not exploiting hemp to, you know, just, it's extraordinary what can be done with hemp. Not, not even health, not just health wise. You can actually nanotechnology can be, you know, developed from the, from the fiber and the, uh, it's just extraordinary. And on homes, like you can build homes out of it. They, it's a carbon sink, high insulation values. It's just there's like 2,500, 3,000 products that can be made that help humankind. So uh, we should be doing that in a big way. And you know, obviously the 
the, the cannabis industry for health and happiness and wellness. I mean, come on, it's just, it's so fantastic. In my lifetime, I've seen it where people were getting thrown in jail for seven years or eight years for a couple of joints to where now I'm in a country where, you know, sure, we can scoff at some of the stuff and the packaging, this, that, but I'm so grateful and happy that I don't have to, you know, I don't have to worry about being a criminal for just, you know, relaxing with my friends and listening to some music or right. dancing or something, you yeah. know? True. It is progress. Absolutely. So where can people consume? Is it strictly in your private residence? Can someone, if I'm in a park, can I smoke or consume in a park here? Well, not, not legally. You're not supposed to. I mean, they're pretty relaxed as long as you're not blatantly, you know, okay. rude and around kids, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, not offending the... Well, you know, I love to get high yeah. and then go to a playground and swing. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's okay. You can go to the playground and swing after you've gotten high, but please, the children. <laughs> Push them off. Get off of your head. That's right. (laughs) Anyways, so it's, it's, and again, on the West Coast, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, uh, what was that, what was that big thing that had happened in Woodstock? It's like Woodstock on the West Coast. Well, I will be there in June. I'm going to do the same sort of thing, the little exploration of the culture there in June. So, Well, you're going to find it's a lot more, you know, footloose and fancy free out there than it is here. Well, that's my style. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) I like that too. (laughs) So do you go and travel and explore the cannabis culture in other places or are you just like, all right, this is is what we've got. This is what I'll, I'll just... I'll just Look, do this. I've been exploring cannabis culture for a long time. I know. That's you know, why I wanted you on this show. Before, before it was legal. And, you know, and it's almost like all you had to do is basically remain kind of, you know, cognizant of not being a fool. And, you know, and that's easy enough to do unless yeah. you're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been not a problem really, except that it's sort of been, you're always kind of looking over your shoulder a little bit and you don't have to do that anymore. So it's great that you don't have to do that anymore. But, um, uh, you know. What's your favorite? What's your, who has the best vibe within the well, provinces that you I would you absolutely say the West Coast and, and, you know, on the island in particular. It's, you know, they're very laid back people for the most part. And, uh, and there's always been a lot of growers out there. So they've really refined it. So, I mean, BC Bud was world famous for a long time and it still is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fantastic and it's clean. It's nice. The, the people are fine. Um, you know, it's 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 a very relaxed situation. There's a place, well, you know, for we make we sort of laugh about it, but there's a place just off the UBC's campus, and it's called Rec Beach, and it's sort of the nudist beach. It's been the nudist beach since I was a kid, you know, so it's been a long time there mm-hmm. uh, on, on the west coast. That's on Va- just in Vancouver, and I remember. 20 years ago, you could be hanging out there and there'd be people sm- selling joints on the beach. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. That was not happening in Alberta or yeah. Saskatchewan or Manitoba or Ontario or Quebec, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's really truly the, well, as I say, it's kind of like our California of Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Right on. So I've seen some really funny strain names here. What is your favorite strain that you smoke? 
Well, right now I'm smoking. Uh, it's almost, uh, you know, it's funny to say, but Death Bubba, which is a, you know a, a, a nice uh, a nice indica. And then I've got this other one here, this uh, Hawaiian Cookies, which is a nice sativa. And uh, I like it for daytime smoking. Like it's it's a holiday today, folks. So I'm smoking during the day. There you go. <laughs> this is a Mongolian Casablanca. Right. Are these all ones that you've smoked? No, I haven't. You know, okay. I haven't smoked them all. You know. Okay. Pink Kush. Yeah. Oh, San Rafael seventy one. Yeah. So this is a little Marin a play. Yeah. 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 We've got MK Ultra. Well, that doesn't sound weird. No. What is this one? Highlands. You brought some pretty tame names. Yeah, yeah. What was the one, Katie, today? Bubba Mc... Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, Bodie is was really funny. That was my favorite one earlier today. Well, there was some... Wasn't there some contest where they were renaming something? Maybe it was just a Canadian thing, but somebody was renaming something, and they came up with that name. Boat something... Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, Bodie McBoatface. It was some cartoon character i don't know i can't remember something just passed through with the massive stream of information that hits us every day yeah so there was just a play on that right i don't know who comes up with these names well, i mean i'd like to... to have that job actually i'd sit around and smoke and come up with cool names and strange names and <laughs> well when i'm making that joper money i'll hire you to do perfect that. thank you that'll be my <laughs> side gig <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I can't really, you know, I, I don't consider myself any great expert on this stuff, but it's, uh, I can guarantee you that it's made everybody a lot more relaxed and, and, and nobody's going to be a criminal for smoking a bit of ganja. I mean, to me, that's like a giant leap forward in just, you know, decency and common sense. Right. Well, and I hope that people can visit here and see, oh, yeah, if, if this was federally legal in the United States, this this it's completely normal. And yeah. frankly, it's not easy to spot a dispensary here. That's right. You know, it's it, it's very very normalized. Yeah, it is and it's and and like I say it's 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 just the way it should be everywhere. Uh, it doesn't make sense. I know uh, the U.S. has made great strides, and you guys were ahead of us in, in a lot of ways. But from a national standpoint, it, it only makes sense. I understand, you know, where some people get concerned because there's they're always thinking the worst. And mm -hmm. there is going to be some of the worst. There always is. There's doesn't You can't get away from that no matter what. But like I say, like you say here, it's like I don't think that the the uptick in numbers of smokers has changed to any great de degree. It's mm -hmm. just that now you can go down the street, mm -hmm. some streets, and 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 get it legally, and um, it's not like you know zombies are running around and it's like all this chaos and anarchy oh, funny you say that <laughs> this morning katie and i look out the balcony to you know try to gauge what the temperature is going to be how many layers we need to put on <laughs> and it looks like there were zombies walking through the street there's this somber music and just this crowd of people well it's good friday today well, yeah, but... So it's a Christian thing, probably. Christian zombies. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it looked like. <laughs> well, you know, it could be. They could be, or they could be just, you know, you know, 
experiencing their faith. They were, they were, they were feeling their faith. Yeah. I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah. So we, we watched the procession. procession. They had a hopefully bit they of a service at a big, the corner. Hopefully they weren't carrying a big cross or anything, right? Like under stress. And, no, you know, there, good. no one was in distress okay, for sure. Good. But, uh, I found out today that you can, there's a website that you can go to, to find out where legal dispensaries are or whatever. I'll include all that stuff in the show notes for anyone who's deciding to make a, a trip to Canada for the summer coming up. If you want to experience the culture here, a flight was cheap. My dollar goes a really yeah. long way. They don't have a sales tax here. So Not in Alberta. Everywhere else there's sales tax. Alberta's See? like our te your Texas, in yeah, a way, right, mm -hmm. and uh, we're still kind of wild and woolly that way, and uh, trying to break off from the rest of the country. Well, we might, you know, <laughs> the rest of the country's treated us really badly lately, and we can't take it anymore. You're going to take your toys and march out of the sandbox. <laughs> well, we don't know. We'll see. But it should. We'll work it out. We're Canadians, damn it. We always work it out. <laughs> so, do you have one piece of advice we can leave? people with if they're if they're coming here to visit as americans is there is there like a, a way we should handle ourselves are there little some little tip we need as as cannabis consumers coming to explore well you know it's like anywhere you just uh, be you know be uh moderate in your in your uh Bill, you know, and you're don't just just don't go crazy up here thinking it's going to be you know free for all like anywhere else. You just be a you know moderate and mind, mindful. Yeah, just yeah, just yeah, moderate, <laughs> mindful, and 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 respectful. Like we, I would be if I go anywhere in another country, right? So pretend we're Canadian. Yeah, pretend you're Canadians, and you'll be fine, <laughs> right? Just be relaxed, enjoy our great our great environments and our cities. Uh, All right. Try to come in the summertime if possible, unless you're a skier or snowboarder. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're pretty much the, we're very very similar we're very similar culturally we're very similar and uh and we love americans and i know most americans love canadians so we're kumbaya we're, on cannabis my friend absolutely friends. that's I, it my one tip will be listen to your friends that say take all of the cannabis out of your bag i i always travel with cannabis this trip i did not i took the CBD joints out, the vape pen, the gummies, the extra joint. Like, I mean, when I started cleaning out my backpack and my purse, I'm like, holy shit, I didn't know I had all this stuff with me. So, but I definitely... Yeah, do not come across the border yeah. with, any, with anything. And once you're here, fine, you can fly around. I think, I'm pretty sure you can. And again, it has to be sep It has to be easily accessible. You can't just pack that away either. It's got to be like, you know, when your shampoo bottles or something have to be it's in a be clear, clear bag. Yeah, so you got to tell them. All uh, right. Otherwise, rock on. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. My pleasure. Now we can get these microphones out of our face and drink this wine. Perfect. Thank you. And that concludes our first Canadian cannabis lesson, but there's certainly more to learn. Next week, you'll hear my 420-day chat with Dorianne Steinberg. She invited me over for a high tea party and a chat about cannabis culture and how Canadian seniors are utilizing legal cannabis.
In the meantime, you can find pictures from my Canadian adventures on social. I'm at Casually Baked. What about you? Are you planning a summer getaway? I highly recommend the Calgary Banff combo for consideration if you're looking for a cannabis-infused holiday. I mean, your American dollar goes further, the cannabis retail stores are great to shop, and there's a lot of amazing activities and food to pair with your pot. Shout out to 10-Foot Henry's! That place is so fucking delicious that Katie and I went back two days in a row. (laughs) And Jeff at the bar, you're welcome for my leftovers. Wink, wink. (laughs) We had a high Calgary has a great outdoorsy lifestyle, May through September, when Mother Nature is at her finest and not kicking Canadian ass with that freezing weather. Yikes. I hope you'll share this episode of the podcast with your favorite travel companion. And then both of you stay tuned next week for part two of my Alberta adventure. Check out the Podcast 85 show notes at casuallybake.com to explore 420 Premium Market, one of the top cannabis retail chains in Alberta, and their tips for having a positive cannabis experience while you're visiting. I'll also be sure to include more information on Canada's cannabis rules in the show notes, because those Canadians, they are rule followers. I mean, they are the nicest rule followers ever. Rule followers, nonetheless. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.